Welcome to Earth School, a weekly podcast about weaving the healing journey artfully into life, hosted by B.B. Dalman and Rosalind McNally. Welcome back to Earth School. It's a joy to be here with you all again, and thank you so much for lending us your ears and your time. This week we're diving into the energies that are present from around the 11th to bringing in the 20th a little bit as well um, as we move into Aries. So we've a sort of a dreamy week ahead with our little new moon, Mercury moving into Gemini, the sun enters Aries and we may get a touch on Chiron and Ceres as well, but we'll see where we go. It's more about the energies that are available to us, how we can work with them, what they might be awakening within you and maybe how to align yourself towards them. So thank yous and welcome, Bibi. Good Hi, to Rosie. have you here. It's so good to be back. Hi, everybody. So as you're feeling into this week, what, where would you like to first dive into or what sort of springs up into your mind? I don't know how you're feeling, but I'm, I am such a fulfilled overdose of water <laughs> element. <laughs> I'm just, I just can't wait to dive into some of the more fiery, fiery energies. But uh, before we go there, a couple of, I feel like, um, point and parts that we might touch within that Piscean energy, uh, just as sort of the sun moves towards the end of Pisces and prepares to move into um sort of a new cycle you know when we talk astrology i mean obviously the zodiac it's 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 a spiral it's a circle there's no real beginning and end to it as such but yet again at the same time we consider pisces as one of the last last sign aries beginning a new cycle so we're right moving towards the end of a whole uh year and what a year it has been (laughs) saying nothing Yeah, so I think that there's there's an invitation to, I think, just out of conversation with, with people that I see in session and, you know, our pre-chat that we have at beforehand as well is, is this where we all in this muddy uh, area between dream state where we the days are blending into one another. And I think we're all getting to a degree of saturation where <laughs> we're sick of it as well at this point um, of it. So I think um, it would be a lovely invitation to to talk a little bit about how can we harness sort of those last few bits of that quality so that as we move on there is a there's a you know we move maybe because every sign has a higher and a lower vibrancy right so when we're sort of this sick of this piscean quality where one day blends into the other and we're asking who am i and what am i even doing here and we might get aggravated and frustrated with all of that um how can we bring ourselves into sort of the higher frequencies of Pisces um in a way as we're moving through that you know so how are you experiencing those last few days in it um sort of would be I would describe sort of the energy as you're floating in water but you can't really get a hold of anything that sounds like what I feel sort of for some people and not for everybody because everybody's in different spaces and places and sort of in a sense the outside world is impacting us all very differently depending on what it's like at the minute like but I think it's kind of like you're you're still not yet on firm ground Mm -hmm. you still can't really fully anchor into a certain thing it's like it's whispering around you up in the sky sort of that to me it's like all the energies and the planets that are available to us at the minute it's kind of like they're more the ethereal 
etheric they're more the intangible so it's all whispering around and as soon as you think oh I've, I've got it I'm going to bring this down it's like a little cloud that just floats away and disappears and it's like you said it's that part then of us going like maybe I'm doing something wrong because sh- should I not have this by now should I not have a clearer idea of this here should I not be clear on what I want to communicate to the world you know because of if you reflect like sort of for me if I reflect back to this time last year and I think that's the beauty of being at a sense the end of one spiral or the end of a cycle moving into another threshold at spring equinox and moving into Aries is to really and because we're coming up to a year with um COVID and all there too it's a really nice space to look back and go but what was the questions that were arising for me when I first stepped into this space Mm. because it was all offering us offering us something in a sense like but we were probably having questions like so for me it was like you know how do I want to be in the world? You know, the sort of the big questions that's on how do I want to show up? And and sense in a sense you have to respect that naive quality of us that went, you know, possibly went, well, in a couple of months' time, how would I like to step back out into the world? <laughs> and then possibly I'm still sitting here with the same questions. How do I want to step back out into the world? Like, and it's not that I'm not in the world, but I know there's still stuff working through me, working on me. So for me, it's a space where you're still possibly sitting with the questions, but you still don't have the full anchorage of them. Like, do you know, like, so mm. it's like you're really, for me, this is a space that is even testing and, and awakening within us who have been walking this path a long time. Can I really surrender to spirit and what it wants me to actually be, do and experience and bring out into this world, not just as my vocation but as in my life in general like so it's kind of like you're you're trying to grasp at these little clouds and they're all just floating by and you're like but I thought that one was mine and I thought that one was going to be mine but I think we need to be in that really dream escape that dreamy space that sort of not being able to grab hold of it not being able to really get a full sense of it because that allows us to play so much more with what is possible? What is the potential in all of that? Because mm-hmm. if it was maybe if I was able to get it so quickly, maybe that's only what I thought was possible for me at this stage rather than widening the scope. I'm holding yeah. on to that vision in a way, baby. <laughs> oh, I love it. Love your optimism. <laughs> but there is so much of this this tone of um you know, process and what is the process teaching us? So I, I love that image when you, you know, describe these clouds and you reaching for them. It's like this whole entire last year <clears throat> has been a time in our life where we were exposed to so many different experiences. And oftentimes when we come to that frustration level at the end of Pisces, where we were just like, okay, I'm done now. You know, I want to move on and get my feet on, on, on something firm and my hands, very tangible and actionable steps, uh, with which I can move forward. I think at this point, looking back and even looking at us now, what has this process, I don't want to say done to us because <laughs> it's just like, what has it done? but it's more so what has changed within us in this process you know what have we been exposed to and how have we seen ourselves so to to me when with that Piscean quality there's so much about like paying paying attention and being present with ourselves like can I watch Mm -hmm. myself 
you know, the 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 observer capacity that we have within ourselves to watch ourselves as we speak, as we engage in life, as those difficulties come up and as those moments of joy come up. But so stepping into that position and watching what is it that we've been exposed to and what is it that, you know, um, we have learned, how have we been shaped in this process, you know? And I think in these times, that is always more helpful than going, okay, where do I go next? Because we don't have that clarity necessarily just yet. And so the energies are there with, with Sun, you know, conjuncting Neptune, moving right into that Piscean quality. So we touched on it in last week's episode, but there is an invitation to to look at ourselves on a deeper level. You know, there's an, I think there is an aspect of us okay how do I function in this world and is how I've created the structures in my world is this actually showing back to me an image of myself that I only am this body you know the way I live my life is this actually just portraying back well you just have to do all those things and where is the beingness within all of that and where is the the sort of soul level engagement and all of that and I think there is an invitation somewhere in there to see in ourselves like yes there's the practicality, we have a body, we need to feed ourselves, we are longing for hugs, we, you know, we have to pay mortgages and we have to exist in this material world and to take care of ourselves in that way. But I think there's also the invitation to get that other glimpse that we talked for, you know, in all these spiritual practices for for so many, for so many years. Um, you know, where we, anyone, whether you've gone to Reiki or whether you're a yoga practitioner, meditation or dance or all of that, but there is something that you were inquiring. There is this big question of who am I actually? And I think there is a, a portal opening where if you're willing to ask that, where we, all of those inquiries that came in the past can sort of build up and give us deeper insights at the moment there's that an invitation to to go there and look at that and then when we're moving more into the areas energies and the next coming months um to create in this new cycle from a a different starting point because that's a spiraling process if you think you come around full circle but you're actually not where you were last year yeah yeah and like and, and i know i've mentioned this before and alter but I, I do think it's a big part of the of the shift even in towards Aries or towards the spring equinox and all there like, is still honouring it's sort of to me there's like you know honouring all the things that I've lost or the things where I thought I sh- would have been going or could have been going because I still I still see that sort of being cleared in sessions and all there like you know that I've had to let go of dreams possibly like or certain things that I thought were really aligned for me and then when I paused and really felt into those they maybe weren't for me like they weren't coming from you know we talk about soul you know like it's, it's trying to figure out you know like okay what what soul is or how does that express itself through me like because it's looking to be expressed mm-hmm. my soul is in me but the energy is looking to be expressed through me like so how can I allow source my soul to be expressed through me and how does it want to be expressed not how I think it needs or based on what I think is everybody else is doing so I've got to follow that trend like so to me it's a space too where you're honoring all the things that you've had to sort of put to the side or put to bed or just press pause on even not because not all of them are ending some of them are just being paused because maybe your work can only be done in person like do you know there's some people I know who's going I'm just not for the internet my work needs to be I need to connect at that level soul to soul spirit to spirit and yes, you can do all that online, but we get to choose whether 
I can do it online, but I don't want to. Like, so I'm going to wait. Like, so some of it's just paused. So to me, it's a space where we're still cleaning up the floor, yeah. cleaning up the inside. But I think we're also getting an opportunity to touch on deeper parts of ourselves, like the deeper emotions as well, deeper programming or a deeper sense of being able to nearly trace back to more core and root aspects of ourselves or where mm-hmm. those beliefs and those habits, those limitations, those wounds, those hurts, those pains, you know, that have been buried, but but play out in my life in different ways, maybe keeping me small, keeping my voice closed, keeping me thinking this is all that I'm capable of. This is the only way relationships I can have. This is this is the only way I can express myself in the world. So I think there's a lot of like unknitting the stitches almost mm-hmm. like that way of looking, okay, I've created this beautiful mm-hmm. little blanket here and now I've realized, oh, okay, actually, I, I actually just realized I don't even want those patterns in there. Like, or I want a different color and, and rather than going, I'll just start again. I think a lot of us are sort of going, I'll unpick these stitches because they need to be unpicked a little bit. And we all know from getting stitches out, it can seem more scary because you're seeing sort of the scar and the, I remember getting my appendix one out and I was just like, oh my God. But it was painless at the same time, but it's not to say it will be, but <laughs> it can be. Um, but to me, that's that kind of space that because then by doing all that, you're like getting the ground ready. And that's the whole idea of planting is that we get the ground ready first. Yeah. And I just want to pick up on, on, on one thing that you said there. I think that, that was very poignant, um, that we're not all designed to work online, you know, that we're not all necessarily um, should go for that. I think this there has been a huge opening for a lot of us, a new opportunity to work from home. And there is, um, I think, for there's a huge chunk of people where that actually works really well. You know, if working from your own office, like the way you have children around you, the way your family works, you might go, oh, my God, I'm, I'm, I'm really strong in having healthy boundaries, uh, time setting. I can, you know, but I really enjoy working from home. You know, I can do without the pandemic. But this new opportunity mm. that I get to not have to sit in traffic um, is something that's actually has opened maybe my eyes and maybe my, my company's eyes and there are new ways of doing that, you know. But I do feel there's also this collective pressure now that everyone has to move into the online sphere. And mm-hmm. again, we see the sort of this mass mentality, that herd mentality, you know, and I would just love for us to, yes, go in and explore that, but then at the same time go, okay, this could work really well in maybe one aspect of my work, but maybe it is not at all for me. And to find that courage. And I think when we're at these times, these energies, there's so much fire and this this water Piscean quality here. So on one hand, the quality, the, the questioning of going deeper, who am I really on a soul level that you touched on? On the other hand, as well within that, like where is that inner <clears throat> inspiration coming from, that bird, the flame burning from in terms of brings in an aspect of authenticity. And it's been held by the whole year, this still this play between Uranus and, and, and Saturn, where we go, where where is my authenticity and all of that? And I think just to remember that, that we're in this huge collectively, in this huge push, move forward into finding new horizons and finding new ways of doing things. And that this level of how can I do it my way that works for me is, is so important in all of that. So yeah, go online, uh, but then also honor if that doesn't work for you. You know, how can you use your creative forces mm-hmm. to maybe like like we said it's a process you played around with it and you might realize it's like now i'm not gonna step away from that when the opportunity opens up but i think when we're gonna look back 
there it's really where we in the middle of we in this w window of where things are really being expanded and so just because there are new opportunities doesn't mean you have to continue with them you know indefinitely you feel, yeah yeah you're feeling and like when it happened i just decided i wasn't teaching ricky online like and that's a massive part of my business like massive part of who i am like i just went i just wouldn't enjoy that do you know like, and that's it and i could do it easily no problem i just went that's just not how i want to do it you know to me that the subtleties of it all and you can teach it online and that, that, that's perfect for those who do it like it's just not for me do you know so that was my choice going it's not for me like and then like you know i was like oh we'll, we'll be doing classes sure in a few months time and then that didn't happen in a few months time and i just kept going that's fine hmm. do you know because i i also trust in the infinite creativity that is available and if I decide to create something new that will come to me when I need it like if there's space there it'll be there eventually like so I think it is that we're getting to see what way we want or we would like our lives to possibly be in a line for us like you know mm -hmm. because it is giving people an opportunity to see what works and doesn't work for them yeah do you know because as you said some people will it will work for them because they don't need childcare and they're able to slot and everything in a much better way for them in their lives. Like for other people, they're like, oh, no, it just will never work. You know, or as you said, a little bit of this and a little bit of that, but I really want to get back in person. Like, but it'll be different for each person. But I think it's a lovely space because for many people, they would have been too afraid before the pandemic to go online in case it didn't work. And now they're getting to see, oh, my work does translate. So it could have opened up to a whole new way of interacting with their work. Never mind interacting with people like, you know, so it's this whole, I think we're just given this whole playground at the moment to go, you know, some of these will be out there testing it all, playing with it and seeing what works with these. Some of these are just dissolving at the moment. So don't even try. Just maybe just do enough to keep you going and keep you alive. Do you know, like, and then other people are, and then other people are exploring that idea of, you know, like if there's nobody else out there doing it does not mean it cannot be done this way. Like, yes. You know, so unfortunately, maybe I need to be the one who decides to play with trying doing X, Y, Z this way. Do you know, like, well, I was creating my own little hybrids of things to do or whatever it might be. Like, do you know, because we're not always going to have someone to mirror to us what this can look like. I think especially at the minute, like, and, and coming down the road like that, it's more that we're getting to really tune into the possibilities and the opportunities that are there and going. If I could really play with this, what way would I do it like? That mm -hmm. feels nourishing for me and then also will feel nourishing for others like. Yeah. I think that's, that's floating into these new moon energies as well, you know. And I just love how those different cycles loop into one another and overlap. You know, so as we're moving into into Aries, into that fire, there is this new moon in, in Pisces that has this undertone through it all. And they can inform each other, those cycles. And I think that's, that's when we do this work and we become aware of what sort of energies and archetypes are at play, we can bring consciousness into that. So, so much about this new moon in Pisces to me then is, is a, under this, idea of still this this big theme of authenticity you know who am i and what's serving me this other layer of what is my soul what is it that i really want you know um physically material world but also spiritually what is it that i want to bring in and i think those sort of 
arenas those questions um will be very much supported with this new moon you know bringing that in into into another cycle into another year you know um and i think with that as well especially with pisces not having all the answers or exactitudes is okay you know it's it's like that's the time for mood boards i feel like you know or just paint on canvas <laughs> at it's those if you if you get or rearrange your i i sometimes sounds weird i rearrange my plans and based on how the structures of the plans look and how you pull them together it gives me a certain feeling yeah. <laughs> and when i can't get at an exactitude when i'm really struggling that their energies just aren't there because there's so much in, in 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 my energies that like likes to be pragmatic and likes to have like clarity around it and details around it but when i when i can't go there i need to really approach things and problems of in a totally different way so if i don't know exactly what it is but i get a feeling for it I, I use something like my plants and I look at them I was like oh this feels this way or like you know we go into colors and staying with that feeling idea I think uh, is really really helpful mm. rather than you know making a 12-month plan and the monthly steps in it mm-hmm. yeah, is that the real um to me it's like that that space where we allow our our intuition to sort of lead the way as well like you know like and we might chat about that a lot like but then it's like do we actually listen to it like do you know because it's like you know just rest well no I need to you know, get all this to-do list done like mm. do you know, like or just go out and play well no I need to do the to-do list like you know like and usually the intuition will be guiding us to very simple things but we're like but no I need to do the to-do list because that's actionable and that's tangible and that will get me moving forward and sometimes it will because an action plan is needed but sometimes I think at this minute it's also wishy-washy dreamy dreamy and like it's just like don't even try and do anything longer term than this, this moment this day like but it's also for me it's a space like if we're chatting about the intuition and really trusting our instincts it's where we're really learning to trust them like mm-hmm. do you know like so if a part of me is going yeah like you know you just need to press pause on xyz like or you need to rearrange how you're, you know, how you're spending the day with your partner and the kids or whatever it is or how you're interacting. You know, you need to rearrange how you're letting your boss tell you to set your desk till nine o'clock at night. You know, whatever it might be that you're allowing your instincts to trust mm-hmm. that there, to move forward with that. Like, because I think that's, that will offer us more space like to actually listen to really our needs on all levels. And then we can sort of tune into the needs of our immediate maybe our family our friends our community and then further out then as well like so it's that space where you're I think also like you know when we're chatting about soul you're actually trying to figure out how do I mm-hmm. where do I find that like how do I access mm-hmm. that and do I actually just expect it to show up at my doorstep without me asking for help like mm-hmm. do you know like mm-hmm. because like in the traditions that I'm taught in it's like we ask for help like but then I have to do the big job of listening. Mm. Mm-hmm. And this I came to mind just there is this idea of, you know, intuition isn't just for the weekend. You know, it's like I, I, I'm totally following my gut what I need to eat and I follow my intuition the way in which I practice maybe yoga and the sequences I do and but do I also follow my intuition when it comes to, you know, how it relates to, to people? So if I'm in relationships where I feel like not respected, not heard at all, and I know that on some level, 
how do how do I integrate that information? What do I do about that? You know, or you know, this 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 intuition when somebody presses me for hard facts, like, well, why do you do that? Um, can I can I let my intuition fall into that as well and just listen like the, and not having the exact answer? Like, what comes to my mind is like the biggest decisions in my life I've always made on intuition. That that's how I moved mm. to Ireland first. That's how I got out of a corporate job. This, like all of those big decisions, there uh, to move back into camper, um, has a lot to do for me with traveling as well. Um, and people ask me like, what, why? And I never actually had an exact answer for it. I just knew I had to do that, you know. And especially when when I moved to Ireland first, I was like twenty one. And it was really difficult to explain that to all. I, I studied. Um, um, business at the time and it was it was around a lot of logical people in my life um I was really hard to to verbalize that you know um because I only knew myself at that point as well to be very pragmatic very very logical I knew there was this other part in me but it wasn't like something that the people around me were familiar with and so to say to my family and to my friends um now I just have to go there you know um that that took a lot but at the same time it was so strong that I could not say no to no to it in a way but that's sort of the invitation it's it's not to say that you know I've got this figure out not at all there are many times where I have intuition and I just don't act on it you know I'm it's still to this day but this idea that in, intuition can actually inform us and I think it's changing when we talk about restructuring our society restructuring how we do things it includes also restructuring our brain how we think the internal society or community in our, in our between my heart and my mind and those different aspects and facets of myself and who gets who gets to have the say is that still the logical mind and by no means do i want to disrespect the logical mind it is it is an incredible capacity to have to me, the logical mind is, is like it's like an investigator that gives us all the information. But what instance within me then goes, that's, in, that's incredible information and you've been so in the detail, brilliant. But I don't know if my logical mind always has the bigger vision for me on a soul level as well in mind. So where are those parts within me that I connect to that where you're like, okay, I take that information, but the decision might come from a different place, you know, um, and doing that and leaning into that in more aspects than, you know, we, we, we and it, it comes into that collective bringing more of the, the yin qualities the the feminine qualities into us it means also for each and every one of us to reflect how do i value those qualities you know is this something surrendering letting go magnetizing uh receiving are these all qualities that are great at the end of a yoga class or on a weekend you know but where my internal struggles when i'm when i'm deep in the perfectionistic sense and output and and where i gauge my my own value based on how hard i work you know or the the feedback i get from other people authorities in my life you know so there is this invitation overall about inviting intuition in and connecting to that but it's like if i don't give intuition a true seat on the table what's the point of having it then it's just confusing right mm -hmm. yeah because like a lot of people will be afraid and the intuition is going to lead them down the wrong path like because they, mm -hmm. they can't trust it because they haven't actually entered into a a relationship fully with it almost like 
Do you know, just like with a human being, you know, you might go, oh, I don't know if I trust this person, but you'll ebb and flow between seeing what's going on in your emotional body when you're with them, what their actions, their behaviours, does that allow that trust to grow over time? Do you know, but it'll take time and it's the same with our intuition, but from maybe reading books or from what we maybe experience about sort of the new age stuff, we just think it's instant, like it's like it's a muscle. Do you know, it's, it has to be unfortunately exercised and we only... Well, yeah, we only learn through trial and error, like, do you know, and to me, it's like when I make mistakes, that doesn't really bother me that much, like, you know, because I go, OK, I learned now, just adjust and move on somewhere else. Like, but I know that information I've gathered there will provide me with something somewhere down the road, like even if it's just for somebody else. You know, like, so to me, even if my intuition, I follow it and it might not lead me to where I think I need to be, but it might lead me to where I need to be, like or how I need to experience things like but it's also when we're chatting about like listening to our intuition we've got to understand that it's filtering through a lot of noise like mm-hmm. you know it's sort of the understanding of as you said it's changing or we're looking to change how we think how our brain interacts with the rest of our being how much power we place in our heads for it to know everything like which is a, a, a lot of pressure on the head at the same time and it is needed because at the end of the day it'll maybe help me get to A to B and it'll help me sort of track the way to A to, a to B or have the to-do steps. Like the intuition can help me to move and flow through those maybe in a different way. Do you know, like it knows the bigger picture. Like it knows maybe what we need more than we know ourselves. Like, so for me, it's a, that space you're learning to balance them all. You're learning to really know the difference between the different voices in your head as well. Like those that are more supportive of you, more that are talking to you in a different way than those that are berating, judging, harshness on you. Like, do you know, like, but we need to sort of be able to listen to them all because they all will have information for us, I think, at the end yeah. of the day. Like, I think what it also always invites is this theme of um, being sovereign, you know, or where do we place our authority, our inner authority, or the external authority because listening to our intuition requires sometimes just not having a reason for why you mm-hmm. want to do something or not want to do something and to have the the trust in yourself to say that verbally outwards when somebody challenges your your decision you go i don't know why but i know i have to go there you know um more often uh, we we get this a lot in i think in energetically charged situations so you know around let's say for example our saturn return when when there is like these peak moments of kundalini rising or then again in our late 30s and 40s um we used to be also or then again in the 50s like these like midlife crisis as they're being called you know when we are literally in in crises and none of our past ways help us out anymore that's usually when we open up and go i don't know i just had to travel to india or you know um but so it feels like the last decades were almost like a warming up of that muscle it's like okay we've all had moments in our life when we listened to it and we all have moments when we didn't listen to it i'm not saying listen to your intuition over everything else but it's it's definitely look at it when are you not allowing it to speak up when you have conversation with certain people is that term of when you admire somebody else or somebody else has a very strong authority 
um, very strongly that young quality, you know, prove it. Uh, what's the, what are the logical steps behind that? And just notice how you're 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 shrinking. And I think I keep coming back currently to to Ram Dass's quote: "We're all just walking each other home." But it's it's take it takes someone to go. I I don't have the answers for that, but I know that's my decision to make potentially the other person rethink how life can be. You know, and not to say that don't expect that the moment you step into intuition, everyone will be <laughs> very welcoming <laughs> that that step. Um, but this is how we change the fabric of our society. If we want to live in a more inclusive world, if we want to live in a world where we can make decisions, not just on hard facts, but using our our body, our intuition lives in our cells as well. Like it's 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 in our breath, you know, and it's in our digestion. There's so much information that lives within us. And so if you want a world where all of that is included, where we start to design a life that is not just for the mind and from the mind, but for our whole body, soul and mind, um, we need to look at all of those aspects too. So I think it is how much weight do you give to your own decision-making system, I suppose, versus what's accepted by the external world. So all of those themes are washing up at the moment. And I think this is very much, we touched on in the last episode, right? It's touching very much on this. Chiron and Ceres are together in Aries. So they're they're conjunct. So they're having a conversation and Ceres is about nurturance. You were mentioning earlier as well, you know, this, I think in the last episode as well, mm. bringing back aspects of ourselves that have been maybe abandoned or have been on pause. So Ceres is very much that, how do I nurture myself? How do nurture the world around me and as a result of me having a kind of connection to myself what parts of me are now showing up I know there's a possibility to integrate those Chiron is so much about surfacing something to heal it's like bridging us and it helps us to understand to make cross connections so we can go to places we've never gone before so there is this big and both of them making connections to this Uranus theme um, so there are very much the invitation for the emergence of, of new forms of doing something, you know, so in practical levels, you might just all of a sudden notice how you nurture everyone else in your family, but yourself. <laughs> or you might just notice that there is this part knocking on your door that wants expression again, that all of a sudden you can't hold down anymore. It's like pushing through. And so all of those experiences, if you're journaling, uh, is a great way. But you can also just chat with friends about these who are open that like what's sort of newly emerging for you that's not new from the outside, but that's rising within you. And I think that all gives us indications of when we talk about this, this theme of authenticity, who am I really? You know, so I think at the moment we get these bits of information that are popping up um, and they might not make a complete sense, like they might not form a, a full picture. But I think it's really important to pay attention to what's popping up. Mm. Definitely, like not well. Like it's it's like by doing that, there it, it it's again giving herself permission to play with those new aspects that are coming in, like without the pressure of them being something. Like I know we've talked about this through about the episode of creativity last year, like, but I think it's so important just to give them a space to come in because when even when we do soul retrieval work and all that, it's like right now, so take time to experience and be with that energy, play with that energy nurture that energy ask it what does it need from you first don't even go into like what can I get from you now that I've brought you back here like do you know like that that like, you know that consuming that taking again like it's like okay what do you need from me so that you actually can 
be with me more often, move through my entire cell. So eventually you are just part of me and I don't even see the separation. Because sometimes when we bring something back or we're growing an aspect of ourselves or like, because to me, they're all there anyway, like, but in soul retrieval work, it's just through trauma or shock. Some part of it has just sort of put to the side, like to keep it safe, like so we can continue on. But with all of us, naturally, there's parts of us that are just dormant, I think, is the word I would use. So we have access to everything. But then it's like, if I'm awakening it, then it's like, okay, what, what does it need so it can really grow through me? Like. Because initially it's going to feel like really it's it's there and I'm here. Like there's a separation. That's really weird. Like, you know, I don't know what it means. To, what does it mean to play? Like, or to be playful? What? What does it mean to be, you know, loving or kind to myself? I have no idea. You're way over there in the corner. But then we sort of bridge it closer and closer until it's just in us. So it's that oneness, like, you know, like we become one with that part of us then. And it flows so much easier through life. But when we're first working with those parts, it feels clunky. Because we're not used to it. Do you know, like, so it's allow ourselves, we are allowing ourselves that growth phase through those parts that we're reclaiming in ourselves or that want to be expressed. And if we're going, but I'm not used to doing my work in this way or I'm not used to being in my relationships this, in this way, well, I give myself permission to learn, like, because it really wants to be expressed through me. Like, so to me, it's like what keeps us from being our true selves, what keeps us from expressing ourselves authentically. Because then that's directing me to those little wounds, like, or those deeper mm. parts that are hurt that need tending and nurturing, like, or just to be acknowledged and to be mm. grieved for and for allow the emotions to be released, like. Yeah, I love that. And I think we, we talk about this a lot, you know, in, in sort of healing world, in the holistic world, just this wholesomeness. But it really feels like this this is the time we've been practicing for you know and and in so many ways we do feel like we may, or we may feel like we're in this massive holding pattern mm. and we are but in so many ways we're also these aspects in us are are being invited invigorated they're raising their heads and so much of both the frustration as well that we experience is trying to reconcile the new parts that are emerging with the parts mm. that we're so well familiar with along with the crusty parts that maybe have outstayed their welcome mm. um and just i had a session yesterday where there was was um just a key element this idea of you know where our conditioning and how we see ourselves is, is like this anchor of a bungee cord and then we stretch and we we like we have a familiar horizon how far we get to stretch away from that but then usually something happens in the bungee cord we just kind of land back where we are you know and it feels at the moment there are these really these energetic invitation to that bungee cord that strength that keeps pulling us back into the old patterns in a way is is weakened there's an opportunity that this time something can stick you know this time um it, there might be an opening to go a little bit further to be a little bit different and also an invitation where i think with this bungee cord analogy a lot of the times there's this polarity right so there's my old patterning and then i visualize my new version of self but they're like two sides of a coin like they're the, these polarities that are not really speaking to each other and some either or and i think what the energies that are and if we just look at the piscean symbol but also if you actually look at the 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 Aryan Aries symbol like they're mirrored in a way so there is this 
this there is a conversation between the polarities there's an invitation to bring the old and the new together in a way that you know um doesn't have to have to feel hurtful and and in that session yesterday we went into this idea of you know she brought up like this idea of having to let go of some of her fear patterns and i've seen that as well in in a physical yoga practice that the moment you're trying to get rid of fear patterns or patterns or structures there's like an energetic or physical yanking on it it's when people go in like i'm not flexible enough i need to really stretch my hamstrings or i really need to open up my groin um and you can see the intensity and it is like now none of no, no part of your system is going with that everything on the inside is now bracing and so by yanking on things and trying to pulling away patterns so harshly we're actually doing exactly the opposite so so much about opening up and being able to release old patterns is about bringing in new structures that work for us and so if this is scaffolding at the moment if mm. these are structures that are not for the long haul that is perfect you know don't waste energy and time and trying to figure out the one way how you're stabilizing yourself now and that's going to be for the next few months it's like what is nurturing you now what is holding you sane what is helping you to anchor to breathe to to be in that space and when we can do that and even our physical practice um the way in which muscle opens up has more longevity and it has less wear and tear or tearing in the muscle fibers um and i think we can take that analogy for ourselves as well when we don't yank so much the chance that our bungee cord just kind of pulls it back in is much lessened and so there's this time at the moment where we go it's this and that as an integration Mm. i think yeah it's a whole lot of both like um the way i do with certain clients this recently is like bring it because they'll see their adult self as their adult self and our adult selves hold all aspects of us that way so sometimes it's not the best person to bring in to nurture the other part so it's like the nurturing parent is sort of the word i would use so like you know feel into the energy of the pure energy of the nurturing parent and then bring forth that other energy whether it's child teenager whatever you wish to call it the fear child the worried child or it could be the blossoming child do you know like it could be the strong child the courageous child it's not going to be like in a sense and very common as negative like it can be both either or and like what will the nurturing parent offer to that child but then what is the child going to offer to that parent then like which will eventually is you because they're all in you but allows us to do it not through the lens of just who we are at that minute, which is we might be overwhelmed, anxious, fearful, but allowing two distinct energies to meet and see how they merge together. Like, is what the, the one I like to do. Like, because to me, it's like that energy is about like, you know, when we're chatting about nurturing, what does, what, what does it take for me to feel nurtured? Like, you know, what actually does really truly nurture me? Like, versus all the things that I read in the magazines because it could be something very different than what I think it is like or what I've experienced to date as well mm. like and I don't know how you feel about this idea of you know I was thinking like the way we think of unconditional love unconditional nurturing is sometimes we can nurture with one sort of leg already in there I'm gonna nurture so then I'm more productive it's like, you know, in corporations when we get all the, yeah. the ping pong tables and like the free canteens. Yeah. Into, we're looking into after like, your wellness. We're looking after your wellness, but you just give us everything you've got, you know. So there's always this this part, like some of that never quite sat 
obviously it's well with a lot of people but never quite sat right with me it's like it's a conditioned nurturing and I've noticed definitely within myself this conditioned nurturing you know I was like okay I have something big coming up you know in a couple of weeks so I better but how do we how do we nurture ourselves full stop how do we just give ourselves you know to ourselves and is that even a capa- like possible and also as we go through life we always stepping more and more into our blueprint so there might be ways now that that are accessible to you a ways of nurturing that you just weren't in the in the headspace mm. for a couple of years back you know like i think we're all in a way on our knees and in a way like elated during this pandemic at different times to different degrees um but there is this there's always this i think at least with the people I have, I sit with, I see there's an increased in what they tell me, an increased compassion for themselves. I think we we see our own struggle more. And to have that in your fabric, in your awareness, and to nurture from that place, I think is so different to, let's say, a year mm-hmm. or a year and a half ago, where we were still go, 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 go. Uh, the meaning of nurturance, you know, these um, ideas of meditate so you're more productive I'm like okay that's an interesting take on it you know um if I just hear that I'm already Mm. exhausted because I'm like you're not really giving me anything you're giving something so I can give more back and in any relationship we know that doesn't work right that's Mm. very much one-sided and so when we bring that back into the internal word that you described it's like these different relationships within me are there a case of unconditional nurturing like am I just giving myself out of love because then what comes into that as well is the aspect of self-love and self-worthiness yeah yeah you know because like say a year year and a half ago we might have been going through something individually and that's where we really see the harshness that maybe comes with that like you know so it should be get up and go put the band-aid on get back into life but then because everybody's going through something at the moment and this last year if you escaped fair play to you like that way but everybody's experiencing something so then we're we're automatically going to be putting out towards everybody sort of the compassion, the kindness, the softness. But then we might actually have been allowing ourselves to receive it more so as well, because other people are emanating it more as well. Do you know, like so we're learning in this space what does compassion mean? Like how do you actually experience it? Like and to me it's just like we're allowing the softness of going. This is what it is at this moment. This is what life is just like. I can't tell up from down. I want to get moving. I can't get moving. I don't know where I'm going. I'm feeling restless. I have no energy. I have loads of energy. I don't know what to do with it. You know, all that mushy mashy. Don't have a clue what's in, what's out, what's upside down, what's the right way around. Don't know my left from my right. Do you know like, but where we're actually going to ourselves probably and that's what we chat about in the healing journey. It's like, can I allow this moment to be what it needs to be? And that's compassion. And that's to me is actually nurturance, like of going, today's one of those days where I don't think I'm going to get further than the couch. Today's one of those days where my brain just isn't engaging. So I'm not going to be able to answer those emails, look after the kids in the full capacity that I would have thought I could have today, you know, but we're just going to go outside and sit on the lawn, you know, whatever it might be like. But to me, that that's it. Like, you know, like where we're just going, this is what it is for this moment. But can I then allow little bits of that magic just from sitting outside or just from sitting watching the kids play if even if I'm on the couch or sitting if I'm watching Netflix enjoy it you know but it's where we're really letting ourselves off the hook where else I think beforehand we wouldn't have like we would have kept pushing kept going and just kept putting plasters on rather than actually 
when we have the energy then addressing it like so it's not even when I'm t like when you're in that space of this wishy-washiness of not being able to put your feet on the ground not being able to decide where you're going where, where's your life going in the next three weeks never mind three years that you just go that's that's okay like so I don't need to sit down this moment and start analyzing what's in my way of that there maybe you know there's a block maybe there's like a deep resentment towards my mother and that maybe you know maybe I, I need a soul retrieval maybe I need this and maybe I need that it's just like can I just let myself be here like because it will like everything it does shift and change like and that's where the intuition and the instinct comes in then asking to really know yeah I actually do need help like do you know like asking I do need support I do need to reach out and I feel like this is the direction I need that mm. I think so much of that space that you just described there is is where we get to the more we can be in that space the more the easier I feel it is to get in touch with our intuition or gut feeling but also a sense of inspiration because when we talk about when we talk about both Chiron and um, Ceres, so the, the, the nurturance and the, the healing are both in, in, in Aries, in that fire sign. And Aries is usually described as like, you know, you get up and go. There is like fire behind you and you can act on it. But on a, on a more spiritual level, Aries is also where we receive the spark of inspiration. And so it's, it's this, it's like a new moon and the the face just before the new moon can the inspiration actually just sink in and so Pisces before Aries is so much as well and not just before Aries in that way but also in your own chart where there's these planets um are and these 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 archetypes that have been activated maybe um in your natal chart or through transits where where are the parts and and how do I create a space that allows for inspiration to actually land and not even to allow it to land, but do I notice when it lands? Because again, this goes into this idea, how do we, re how do we create a new world, you know? Um, and if we want to create a world that is serving us at this point in time and going forward, maybe the inspiration that hit 20 years ago is not necessarily needed anymore. And so what's landing now? And are we so busy in getting ourselves out of this, whether it's the pandemic or we were so busy a year ago, getting ourselves just through life? Like what is, and I experienced that within me, what is the busyness, you know? And what would we maybe experience in terms of inspiration and the landing of, you know, of, of that, that spark if we weren't always so busy, you know? And to me that's always connected instantaneously with a quality of of self-worth and i don't mean necessarily an inflated ego here mm -hmm. but this idea of am i actually worthy as a human being for this idea this spark to come through you know whether it's an idea for a book or a, a way of teaching or you know a way of wanting to be in relationships with others so it doesn't matter what it is but to trust to trust what comes through but again this trust can only come out of a sense of do I notice how much is actually landing and when I start to notice what is landing and I wonder where is that actually coming from these are all like these small building pieces I feel like when you spend a little bit of time with that and you can't think your way through you have to be with them that a sense of innate worthiness comes through that is has nothing to do with a with a sense of overpowered ego 
sort of I'm going to hop back a few bits and then come forward mm. the word boredom just comes into my mind not not what you're chatting about <laughs> and how you're chatting about it Bibi but asking that's how yeah. often as adults are we ever bored probably not very often do you know I think I so- wrote a blog post years ago about that like beyond boredom like I remember as a child, I don't know about you, it was like when you had to go to the dentist, like, I was just like sitting there because I was not in, too young to be interested in, in any of the magazines that were there or, you know, there were no mobile phones. Like I remember as a child, like I don't, I wasn't really bored as a child, but there were these moments of you just had to wait. You had to wait on a bus to get to school, you know, and it was just like waiting there and where I was, nobody else got on the bus. So it was usually like a wait for the bus for ages. And when there was snow in the winter, you just waited a bit longer. They were just sort of bored. But there was something magical, right? When you when you get through that boredom, it's like I'm, you're fighting it, and then when you don't fight it anymore, there's I see you nodding. Yeah, there there's something magical happens on the far end, right? To me, it's like um, going into boredom and meeting boredom is itchy. Do you know yeah. that way? Yeah. Because there's the natural instinct is for the little feet, like the cartoon cart, to start to start moving. Like so, we have to meet possibly, and it depends. There's to me, there's different levels of boredom, like, but it's all a space for inspiration, imagination to come in, like, but getting to that space, if we're not used to it, can be very uncomfortable, like, so I have to meet the layers of me and the voices in my head going, yeah, but like, you know, you have better things to be doing, or maybe just create something, even if you have nothing to be doing, just go find something to do, do you know, like, or go now and get this done and take this off your list or make this phone call, do you know, like, but it's allowing ourselves to go into nearly the emptiness you know it's to me boredom is allowing myself to empty out and something like you hear from people even you know meditating or trying to access their inner self they're like but like all these voices and it's like that's the emptying out process like you suddenly are aware of how much crap is floating through your head your being all the time that you're not even aware that you're living your life according to and by and how much direction it gives you. Like, So to me, boredom is a space where we're really just allowing ourselves to clear out, to empty out. And it's not to go looking then for that, okay, now I'm done, hit me inspiration, but we'll arrive somewhere in that space. Like, Because it's sometimes only in that space that we allow ourselves to really just let go and play and do things completely differently or just sit there like, do you know, like just look out a window like that's m- most of my memories from school is sitting looking out the window at nature but like just sit you know and just be there with ourselves and letting whatever needs to come in come in and that might not be inspiration that could be okay this is what you need to do at this moment like do you know like because at the moment when I go on my journeys I keep going like you're not moving in hard because you still have to deal with that and I'm like oh, I forgot <laughs> yeah that's on my list but I'm like pretend it's not on my list <laughs> You know, so we're meeting those parts, but it has to be the space then where something will come from, like. Yeah. You know, because sometimes I we need to be immersed in it. Completely. And I think that that, that place that you described to me as like, what comes to my mind, like, is this idea of juiciness, you know? And I think of juiciness always as like, as youthfulness, you know, whether we go having juicy, plump skin or, you know, life is juicy, but usually that happens in the earlier years of our life. And if you think of the language we use when we talk about aging, it's like it's like sagging, it's drying out, it's hardening. And and our body 
is like this history book that shows our attitudes and how we've lived through life. Um, and I think it's always interesting to like look at, especially those last few months as well, like how, how you physically change in a way, because it also reflects your attitude. And I can see it for sure when, when I'm in a, in a phase of where I'm very adult about things, you know, <laughs> where I plan everything out and I'm very reliable and very realistic and, you know, to the point of over-reliability and over-realistic and things start to get harder and harsher and I feel it in my breath I feel it in my movement and I can see it in myself in photos and then when I'm going through parts in my life where I'm a little more more allowing this um this free flow to happen you know like everything changed even how, how my body feels in a yoga practice changes completely and like I haven't just all of a sudden become more flexible it's, it's like an attitude so it's it's just interesting because we're chasing after this buoyancy and bounciness and juiciness in like the skin creams we choose right <laughs> advertisements points right into that but there is still that hesitation of like bringing what if we were to bring in a way of looking at things and living our lives that would create that naturally in our body like by allowing ourselves to you know be bored and to not plan out every minute of the day and to live more like children live in a way you know it doesn't have to be either or you can still be responsible but to have these pockets of boredoms as kids you're just like partly bored but also as kids you're in, so connected to your creativity and as it's kids like to your dream world and what you think is possible and what you want to become in the world and you know in your life and and all of this starts to dry out over time I feel like at least like when I'm seeing people when I look at society in general how we structure things like who just spends time in their 50s just hanging like <laughs> And we're now forced to collectively hang. So there's this other spin to it, you know, like watching. And I see definitely my own resistance as well to to that boredomness. It's like we feel like we need to be productive and efficient. And even in our spiritual journey, mm -hmm. so I, you know, yeah. like, can I squeeze in another meditation? I can, maybe I can meditate and give myself Reiki while I'm in Shavasana. And, you know, I'm going <laughs> to touch on all those ends. But the underlying idea is still this urgency versus like allowing yourself to sink into that 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 space that I think boredom is one of those um but the other side of boredom you know um I think but to re just reflect into into those if you have children around you just look at them you know um the quirky ideas that they have whereas adults we're like oh that's unrealistic I'm like but is it or have we just trained ourselves to Your be cat like that can't have eight legs <laughs> says, says who I drew it that way like yeah. You know, that's what we do as adults when yeah. kids draw something. No, no, the house can't have a head on it. Like, yeah. It says who? Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I'm going to tie Yeah, go on. These are exactly the ideas when you go, no, we don't all, like, it's not normal to live in a world where everyone works till 10 o'clock at night in exhaustion and jobs that they don't love. And who says we have to work five days and, and, and be off two days? To, to me, that concept, even from a young age, on made no sense. I was like, but am I here to live or to work, you know? But And the older I'm getting, the more we're buying into that concept, you know? Uh, but again, says who? Who is it serving? So if you're looking at the 1%, if you're looking at, you know, how, how all these structures are in there, um, whilst we sometimes maybe feel we can't, change those structures or how much does my voice really have an impact on that we can certainly do that investigation work within ourselves and go, where have I actually bought into that kind of belief system so much that I'm mm -hmm. organizing my day and I'm actually totally fine you know I'm exhausted and I see so many like I've seen it, people come usually come to yoga when they're exhausted and burnt out and a lot of astrology readings as well like that that's just you know when we usually yeah. and you probably see as well it's not exclusive but like a lot of people are drawn to healing when they're at that point 
um I'm going like yeah is, is life really really designed like are we the way we define the western world is that really working for anyone you know so I think these questions are coming up here as well, but with 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 this idea of you know Pisces and Pisces being more so like the collective, and then Aries is more so like my personal inspiration. I think it would be a, a great time to do reflection work and journaling around how is the collective and me interwoven. You know what am I adding to the collective? What I'm buying into from the collective? How are we all teaching each other? I think there's a big theme of that as well at the mm -hmm. moment. And like a weave and sort of parts we've talked about just when you're saying that there, because the thing is then like we've chatted about it a little bit, like is that if I feel um, if I'm following my, my intuition, well, then like, you know, can that hurt my, like my, like, you know, if I'm deciding I'm going to move country now, like, and my partner's like, oh, no, I love my job here. Do you know, like, so it's like we're using the brain, the mind, the ego then to sort of go, okay, do I need to do that ASAP or is there other ways of doing that? What do I think that will give me? How can I access it in a different way? So we're all the time through all those there, knitting through our intuition, but we're hopefully learning to lead with the heart and the body and using the mind as the little thing going, well, these are usually the ways these things can be done. Or these are actually new ways these things can be done. <laughs> you know, like, and we can follow that there. Like, so you're to me it's like we're knitting through the different parts of ourselves like but learning to drop more into the body understanding its needs listening to the heart or intuition or soul and then letting the head sort of be almost not a container but a part that sits alongside it and can direct and give direction but not run the whole bloody show which is what it does like that way like so like so then it's feeding into my needs and then the collective needs as well, like, you know, so it's not, I'm aware of, oh, I might want, I might want to dig up this whole land here and build 6,000 apartments, like, my needs versus now, so what does, what does that give to the collective? What will that give to seven generations down the road? But, mm -hmm. you know, like, so we're thinking, I like to think we're thinking that way or learning to think that way. So we're seeing the longer rollout of what I'm deciding like but a lot of what we chat about too comes back to what you said self-worth like who am I to do this do you know like follow my soul's calling who am I not like not well like because if we chat about in holistic fields and we all chat about we all have a place on the web of life we all have a dot on the flower of life then if somebody's not standing on their dot and that's fine because we all take time to get to our dots all right you know, like, but, and there's all divine timing in that too, with all these little caveats in it. But like, if we're not doing that, then the world is missing a vital piece of essence that it needs. Yeah. Because you might look and go, well, BB chats and does all that there already. Like, so why would I bother doing that there? Because BB has a totally different language than you. BB has a different way of looking through life than you. BB has lived through a different life than you. How you've lived, spoke, experienced yours will connect to other people who've done it that way. And there might be people sitting in their house going, but nobody else thinks like this. And then when they hear that voice, they're like, oh my God, somebody else thinks like that. Do you know, like, which I think is so important. And even if that's just our family that we're doing it for, that's so bloody well important. Like, it doesn't need to be six billion people. Like, but if that's my role, that's your role. Brilliant. Like, do you know, like, so I think it's really giving ourselves permission to nearly allow ourselves to imagine 
you know, what, what wants to be expressed through me. You know, and then if I'm really doubting myself, I can always work with someone to bridge that gap, like, and to really fine tune, right, is that really coming from the deepest part of me for this moment, for this part of this journey? Like, do you know, like, what actually, and then if I was, if I was to step onto my destiny and my line now that leads me to the highest sort of expression of myself in 50 years time, what would that look like? Where that highest expression is not just for me, but for everybody. Can I get a sense of what that could feel like? Not even what they're doing or what anything else, but like, what does that feel like? I always mm. think it's a nice one to step into. I love that. Yeah, I think it's this... Um, it's what we... I think a few episodes back we talked about, you know, the the hierarchy versus like in teaching versus the circle work. But to me, that is that is circle work in creation, in community. We all each contribute something, you know, and sometimes we contribute the same, but in a different voice. Um, you know, there will be people, there can be five people spreading exactly the same message. There will be people that will not be drawn to four out of five. But thank God the fifth person mm. is talking about the same thing because they feel naturally called to in whichever way they speak and like language isn't just the verbal language i'm talking about you know yeah. how we speak through our body our essence how we live our life um that might just resonate with someone and sometimes we we bring in something completely unique that flows through us you know but it's also in terms of finding solutions uh, how we're living together and a lot of the solutions come through your own needs when you realize something is not working for you anymore mm -hmm. and when you can acknowledge that and give that some weight, there is other people where things don't work for them either. And so A, sharing what's not working for you, but then also what is it that you'd like? You know, what is it that would work for you? Share that. And it doesn't mean, I think we're still very much figured in our brain in this, well, if I share something, I have to find a solution that works for everyone. But that's exactly what we're not what we're trying to break out of because you know we've all lived this sort of in this patterns of this is what you do in your 20s and your 30s and you get to travel in mm. your 20s but don't try and do that in your 40s you know because then you've been labeled as crazy you have a midlife crisis or whatever it is or flaky or you know so we all have these these labels so what i'm talking about contributing something that is not about the way you teach yoga classes, the way you speak, the way you might write a book, the way you might just chat to your friends. It's not about having the one solution for everyone, but it's having one aspect of one facet of it. And so if we all contribute to it, no one, not no single person has to carry the whole weight of like, I better figure this because that's very egocentric. Then again, I better figure the solution out for all of us. It's like, no, I'm just literally taking responsibility from the angle I'm sharing, but I'm sharing that experience. And that's what I'm seeing in the world. I'm not saying that's the truth for everybody, but what I'm seeing is ABC. And then if somebody else sees that, so we can kind of start connecting to people, see something similar. And then out of the collective of these subgroups, we can become very powerful. We can have a voice. But again, it's 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 the coming together of all mm. of that, you know. Um, and so the company we hold is also really important. I'm not saying ditching your friends that I don't have a, a, have a different opinion. I think it's really important to mm -hmm. friends who are not yogi friends, you know, or have a different uh, perspective and being able to handle someone who is like, 
not agreeing with you at all I think that's really important in your life but generally also speaking do you also have people in your life that like vibe on those same ideas that you have you know or that at least questioning the same things that you're questioning and so that gains momentum and I think that's very much needed um, collectively and it's something that we can engage in currently because we if we come from the angle that I don't need to have the final solution but I can still talk about what's not working right now there's never going to be one final solution there's so many variations off us like that way like and you can't you know like and you see some of people writing something and then with 3,000 caveats in it and I'm just like that's too much energy to try and figure all that out like do you know because what we share won't be for everybody like but it'll get to the people who need it like which is the most important thing like so it's allowing yourself that permission to play with your expression of self how you want to be in the world you know, and meeting those edges that are going to you, oh, like, I don't know if I can or if I should, or it's just to go, well, I give myself permission to experience it, to play with it and see then, like, that way, because everybody has something valuable to share, like, you know, like, it doesn't need to be on every public platform, but everybody has something to share and a role to play. And just on a last note there, maybe, but also the, doing the work of noticing how much we've all been entrained to to not believe that, because like how you know, in order to really figure out how to take care of your body, you go to an expert, you know, a movement mm. expert, or you go to a you know holistic expert, or you go to an energy expert, or you go to a finance expert, you know, and so. In a way, when you look around you, whilst it's important to have people who specialize in something, this this whole pattern can very much actually take us out of our empowerment. And I think that's what has happened. You know, like we sort of collectively sit in this, we're just sort of consumers in life. And we used to be consuming material things. Now it's consuming information. We're just sort of like putting our work into things that other people predetermined and how we do that and we're consuming so it's this this rat race that we're with that we're really on it and it's it's very from that position it's very difficult to to make that jump into like well if i'm just like one of many like what does my voice really you know carry where's the worth in that because like my boss isn't listening to me the people aren't listening to me you know but things are changing and I think this is where we have to be also kind to ourselves that we're breaking down rules and ways and institutions and and structures that have been set in this way and I'm I, I don't believe that there's like a necessarily a mean intention you know one big idea of like let's all you know disempower every human being but you know humans can also be opportunistic and so anyway, here we are where a lot of us feel disempowered. And so just watch when 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 that's been sold to you that you're only supposed to share yoga class, you know, if you have that many followers or, you know, you're only, you're only an expert if you have, you know, that if you have you sold your course that many times, mm-hmm. you know, like we've been bought into that. And if I don't have that many followers, like what what is it that I'm worth? You know, it's like very quickly we can see the external evaluation of our self-worth again. So I just wanted to kind of touch mm. on that because I know a lot of people are working also from home independently, wanting to maybe work in the holistic field or co-create and beside work. Like there's all of these structures that that we are at the moment um, invited, I think, to question. Um, so yeah, have fun questioning. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, I think it's a beautiful time to wrap up. Bibi, anything you wish to share that you've got coming up in the next week or so? 
Um, I'm actually back teaching a yoga class. Oh. Um, I'm teaching a yoga class on the 23rd at the space, um, the space between. Yeah. Um, so we're going into, into something now. Can we feel more at home within ourselves, touching into that sense of aliveness? So that's something like I haven't taught a yoga class in a long time. Mm. Um, so there are a couple of these special classes started up in the near future. So I'm really excited about that. And then having, um, lots of personal readings, which I love at the moment, sitting with everyone one on one on one. Yeah. Gorgeous. What about you, Rosaline? Pretty quiet, except for the Equinox um, mm-hmm. celebration on the 18th. And that way, like so, Lovely. and otherwise just my one two ones. So I'm enjoying a little bit of just enjoying life. So it's so all good. So lovely. So our dear listeners, we invite you to feel into what the energies have been saying to you. Take what resonates be guided by your own inner compass as well and take out some take some time even out to listen to your own inner soul and what that means to you as always we're very grateful for your presence with us during this podcast and have a beautiful week and we look forward to connecting with you next week bye bye everybody we'd like to thank you for listening to the earth school podcast hosted by rosie mcnally and bb Dallin. If you'd like to find out more about the podcast, you can follow us on Instagram. Or if you'd like to learn more about our individual work, you can check us out on our websites, bbdelman.com and thethirstysoul.com.